What's up guys, it's Mike and Mark again from LRMonline.com and we're here in kind of a special showing um, with San Diego Comic Con just being done. We're going to break down the trailers from Wonder Woman and Justice League, going over what we like, what we didn't like, uh, what we're more excited for, either or. Um, it's definitely a big surprise. I think everybody knew that Wonder Woman trailer was going to be debuted at Comic Con, but the fact that uh, Justice League, I wouldn't even call, I wouldn't call it an official trailer, but just kind of a sneak peek, uh, came out. I think it was to more or less um, appease the audience, the the naysayers from Batman v Superman, and all the haters that came around to kind of just show, look, we're going in a different direction. That mm -hmm. that was a one off, and you know we're, we we got it now. We we know what direction we want it to go in. So. Uh, first, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman trailer, then uh, dive into the Justice League trailer, kind of combine the two into one, and go from there. So, for those of you who have seen the Wonder Woman trailer, it's action-packed. I mean, this is, uh, you know, an iconic moment in movie history, especially in the uh, superhero genre, because it's been dominated by men for so long that now we have a... Uh, a female lead that can, it looks like this movie is going to be able to hold its own mm -hmm. and be right there with all the other ones. Um, we see Gal Gadot, you know, there was so many skeptics before when she was casted as Wonder Woman, but after Batman v Superman, you know, that was one of the, the main focal points that everybody kind of agreed was, you know, the, a good thing that came from that movie was Gal Gadot's, uh, interpretation, you know, character of Wonder Woman. And now she's got full reins of it. in uh, in this movie, um, the setting of it takes place World War One time period. I know a lot of not, um, you know, hardcore fans, you know, the, just the general people are wondering why World War One when World War Two so popular. Um, and I think it goes into the storyline. If you've read the synopsis of it, how uh, Diana chooses to join um, Steve Trevor, who she meets, and join in this battle, to, uh, for those of you aren't big history buffs, but World War One was called the war to end all wars. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you play the time period in World War Two, it kind of, it doesn't have the same effect as, you know, Wonder Woman trying to jump in to save mankind. Because, you know, if you remember from Batman v Superman, she says, I try to help men out one time and, you know, they failed and, you know, they're, they're weak and so forth. And Bruce had to change her mind on it. Um, well, not only that, but I think too it's good establishing it in World War One because obviously prior to this, I mean, you know, it was the first World War. Like this was a new um, idea. So you know, having so many uh, different countries involved. Um, <clears throat> so not only that, but I, you know, I think if you started it in World War Two. Some may say, like, well, why didn't she help out in World War One? You know, exactly. like, what makes it this? Yeah. And, you, you know, I think, uh, so I think it's a good starting point. I also think it'll tie together with the photograph from Batman vs. Superman that was found in the MetaHuman file. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I thought I read somewhere where, even though a majority of the movie is obviously set in World War One, I, I heard some of it is in the present, too, um, maybe near the end. Um, or maybe that was just rumor mill. I'm not, I'm not real sure. 
Could um, be like a Titanic storyline where we start off at the present day. And yeah, right, kind of got, yeah. Maybe her and Bruce are sitting on a boat. And <laughs> yeah, stuff, and I explaining what's going on. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really sure. But, um, yeah, you know, I think this is, uh, it looks great. Um, I was really impressed with Gal Gadot um, in Batman vs. Superman. Um, and it seems like they're picking up right where they left off. And it's exactly like you said, this is... Um, you know, kind of a groundbreaking moment because even though other, you know, there have been other women in iconic roles, you know, and even, you know, if you look at um, like Scarlett Johansson and uh, as Black Widow, but it's, it's she's not had her own movie, right. no, you know, yeah. her own thing. And, you know, they had a, a Supergirl movie back in like, gosh, I think it was like 89. Oh, was it? Gosh, I don't Yeah, because it was or, after the... Third Superman movie with Christopher Reeve, okay, so it was that's right. eighty six or eighty nine. I think okay. that was the year that um, that that didn't do well no, in the box office or something like that. Not at all, but so you know it's a big moment. But I I like what I've seen in the trailer because you know there's action, there seems to be story. Um, also, there seems to be you know light humor, but not overdone. You know, I think that's the one thing that I'm glad to see at least with the trailer and i hope they continue to do um i didn't want because so many people you know had said with batman versus superman that there wasn't uh, you know any humor or any relief or anything like that like i don't want them to then try and overdo it Mm -hmm. which i don't think they're they're it doesn't seem to be done here in Wonder Woman, you know. It seems very much it it seems balanced. Right. I think at least from the trailer. Um putting Chris Pine or uh casting him as Steve Trevor was a smart move. You know, I know that a lot of, you know, news reports came out that he was going to be the next Hal Jordan mm-hmm. and so forth, but, you know, and then the news broke out and it was kind of like ho-hum, oh, he's just Steve Trevor. But I think this is smart because you see what he's done with the Star Trek mm-hmm. um, genre and, you know, in those movies, and he's able to rebrand it and not make it just a nerdy film. And so, you know, when casting him in this point, you know, as Steve Trevor. It'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Is is he just going to be in this Wonder Woman film and that's it? In the comic series, Steve Trevor's kind of, you know, lasted time with with Diana um, being immortal and so forth. Diana's, you know, with her love connection to him um, has always kept him, you know, alive throughout, you know, time. And so the Steve Trevor in today's comic world is still the same age of Diana, but I know in the DC comic universes, that's kind of, that love story's gone away, and you've Mm. seen that the Superman, Wonder Woman love interest has went along in the new 52 series, now that's gone away, there's, um, you know, some rumors that in the Justice League movie is that Diana and Bruce will kind of be involved, maybe not fully romantically, but that will be the link, because it's Mm. happened before in the comic book, so be interesting to see, you know, how far Chris Pine takes, uh, this character if it's more than just this solo movie um but i mean it definitely seems like it's gal gadot's movie you know there's not oh, a yeah. lot of you know the trailer without her on it um you know there's very few parts where she's not in the scene so um you know the cool thing is is we get all of wonder woman you oh, know, yeah. we get the the lasso of truth. We get her sword, shield, gauntlets. Um, the gauntlets. I mean, we're not holding anything back, which is beautiful. So I do want to see the extent of her powers, just because it's been portrayed in different ways. Like I'm, 
I obviously, like, you know, don't think she can fly um, in the movie. I mean, I don't know for sure, but, um, you know, I don't think Ooh. she can. I think they'll but, have the invisible jet. Jeez, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's how, yeah. That's Super how she's friends. fighting in World War One, right? Yeah. Um, but I also wonder, you know, because in some <clears throat> um, storylines she is almost, one would say, bulletproof, um, or at least mm-hmm. has a high resistance um, you know, and I know that she's being shot at in the trailer and she's using her shield and this and that. I just wonder, I wonder what the full extent of her powers will be, at least in the movie. Yeah, it seems like it's, she's growing. It's because uh, mm-hmm. when the trailer starts off with Diana, you know, still set in the Amazons with the Amazonian women and Steve Trevor, you know, in the middle of War One, I, I guess, gets shipwrecked or his plane crashes in, into the island. And so he's introduced to the Amazonian women and then it seems like there's a conflict of interest among the women of whether or not they should get involved in World War One. Then you have the scene where uh, on the coastline where there's an invasion and it's the Amazonians versus looks like, you know, the Axis powers, you know, um, or, you know, what was it the Triple Entente mm-hmm. for World War One? I, I think this was called. Um, so that might be the 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 course of getting Diana fully involved in really, you know, uh, releasing her powers, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it's cool that they kind of incorporated the trailer, how Diana's never met a man, Mm -hmm. you know, that she came from Zeus. And so these women are basically, you know, as strong as gods, you know, and Mm -hmm. so they're basically demigods, um, you know, it looks like battle scenes wise. I mean, they went for as authentic as can be, you know, the trench warfare style, um, you know. And for those of you who study World War One, you know that when in trench warfare, you don't get up out of the the trenches right. unless you're you're ordered to, and, and it's basically you're being pushed out of those trenches because, you know, there's grenades and mines and barbed wire and um, machine guns ready aimed at you so the scene where you see her climbing up with no hesitation whatsoever in advancing force yeah it's it's pretty damn cool well and that reminds me a lot from batman versus superman which i liked about her and you know when she was fighting doomsday and it was like whenever she the few times that she would get hit or knocked back it was like an annoyance yeah you know she like there's this there's this sense of confidence and like she, she knows exactly what she's doing um which is, you know, really, uh, really neat to see, um, you know, picking back up on, on some of those aspects that we saw a glimpse of uh, in Batman versus Superman. But you know, I think the fight scenes, I think they look good, for, at least from what we see in the trailer, um, you know, look real fluid. And, you know, some people are talking about like, oh, well, she doesn't have an, a new, um, you know, outfit and this and that. And n- not... Exactly, but they have changed the the colors. They have lightened the colors of it um, compared to what she was wearing in Batman vs Superman. Uh, you know, it, it is a bit more um, authentic from uh, the comic book. You know, color wise, right? Uh, but once again, not like overdone to look kind of gaudy or anything like that. Yeah, it kind of well. It seems like when she's in this Amazonian set, it's kind of that darker color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's why in Batman vs Superman, she's wearing the you know the darker mm. set of you know costume, mm-hmm. 
because maybe she's just gone back to her Amazonian True. roots and stuff. Very and good. Uh, now this time period where she's fighting alongside men, it's more brighter, more optimistic, you know, type look and representation. Um, I'm interested in that scene that we just saw there with the um, when she's at she's, the party. Yeah, the ballroom dance. Yeah, and because she, I mean, she obviously has the sword behind her. But if you look at who the general or whoever that may mm. be. I mean, I've heard different ideas of who that could possibly be, but he's looking at her like he knows her as Danny well. Houston, yeah. Yeah, oh. and and if you look closely, too, he he has his arm behind his back as well. Like right. Yeah, know. that's a good point. I didn't even think about it. So right before you get into the Warner Brothers DC logo, you see Diana walking into, um, it seems, a ballroom dance oh, yeah. or something going on, a lot of military officers present, and... Diana's wearing her um, blue dress, and we get this screenshot of her on the backside, and she's holding her sword, and the sword's being, you know, uh, in the sheath, you know, on the backside. But then she looks down the aisle and sees Danny Houston, who we haven't, we don't know exactly what character he's playing, but he also has his hand behind his back. I didn't even notice that, hmm. and they're kind of walking towards each other. So I mean, he he's looking at her as if he he knows, knows her. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I had read somewhere where someone thought that, that maybe, you know, his character is Ares or something, you know, and we, you know, who knows, but, um, still interesting to, um, very well could be. And that may yeah. be the reason why the Amazonians are invaded and, you know, mm -hmm. you have the beach sure. battle scene in the trailer, which has probably the coolest shot in the world where you see the amazonian soldier she <laughs> jumps in the air with her you know oh, bow yeah. and arrow That's really awesome. aiming backwards and then shoots a couple you know, arrows isn't yeah. it yeah yeah two That's arrows really cool and then takes to uh, a soldier hiding behind a rock takes two arrows to the chest <laughs> that's awesome yep um it seems like this storyline is pretty set forward there's, mm -hmm. there's not a lot of complications to it, it doesn't look like the we're going to get a lot of mystery involvement it's mm -hmm. basically going to be you know straightforward this is Diana. This is Wonder Woman. She's joining the fight. She's a badass. Yeah. And she's going to, you know, kick ass all throughout this film. Um, you know, it, the only thing I would think is that it seems like from the clips where she's in normal clothing is that maybe that Diana is going to try to do this as, you know, in disguise and not as Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. But then something's going to trigger her yeah. to, you know, to put Don the to. costume. And maybe that is Danny Houston is playing Ares and she knows that it's not men versus men. It's, you know, gods having mm -hmm. their involvement of it. So it's it's pretty much, you know, an unfair fight unless she gets involved. Yeah, I think there'd be a, for maybe, uh, you know, individuals who, you know, most people I think have an idea of who Wonder Woman is. But especially sometimes... You know, I think it's difficult when, with villains, if it's not a well-known villain, I think you can sometimes lose the the audience who's mm -hmm. not, you know, who um, don't really follow the comics. Um, and I think Ares would be a, an easier one to go with because even if they don't under like know his portrayal per se from the comics, most people have an idea of who Ares is, you know, um, in God of War, and then it makes sense tying into World War One. So. Yeah, I think that could be a, a good way to go and an easier way to kind of get people to buy in if that's what they indeed choose to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, the the villain is what makes the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, you, if you want to make a good movie, superhero movie, whatever, 
the villain's got to be spot on. So um, you can't make it too overcomplicated. And I think that was the issue in Batman v Superman was that Lex Luthor was too complicated of a villain. And then mm-hmm. Doomsday was just thrown in right at the end. Mm-hmm. And, oh, this is Doomsday. He's supposed to be this, you know, death of destruction and so forth. And, and no one bought it. No one came onto it. So um, Patty Jenkins, who directs uh, Wonder Woman, she's best known for the movie Monster um, with Charlie Theron. Um, you know, she's got a well list of uh, credits to her name. I think it's going to be pretty spot on. I th- this is good mm-hmm. versus evil, you know. And when you throw gods involved, you know, I know you had the the horrible remake of Clash of the Titans back, you know, a couple of years ago and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but people still see that. So I think if they can mm-hmm. introduce that theme a little bit, not too much, sure. but, you know, gods playing a factor into it, I think this is in the demigods, this will definitely be good. And then um, then at the end of the trailer, you get the, the Wonder Woman logo with that kind of theme music that we were introduced with, yeah, uh, awesome Batman music. v Superman. And I think that really gets the crowd going. And, you know, San Diego Comic-Con, that, that really, you know, got everybody excited at the end of the trailer to see it. Um, well, let us know your thoughts of what you think uh, from Wonder Woman trailer. You know, are you excited about it as much as we are? I know that I think this is going to be one of the more pivotal movies. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to really steer the DC Universe in the right direction. I know there's a lot of skeptics about it. But, you know, in the comic book, you know, the Trinity is always led by Wonder Woman. So um, maybe that's what, instead of Batman v Superman leading us into, you know, the DC Universe, maybe it should have been Wonder Woman first and then come out with Batman v Superman. So... Um, let us know your thoughts, and we're going to just jump right into and break down the Justice League trailer. Um, this one was unexpected. Not a lot of people um, were anticipating anything coming from uh, Zack Snyder or the DC, uh, DC Universe team, basically because they had already sent about 30 reporters over to London to do a behind-the-scenes sneak peek look at the set and talk to the actors. So with that, all that publicity going on, not there was barely any you know inclination that there was going to be a uh, Justice League trailer or sneak peek, if you, whatever you want to call it. Um, some people are calling it the trailer. Some people are just saying that it was just a clip it that was made at the last minute. Um, but Mark, what did you think about it overall? Um, you know, and I, I know we'll disagree some with it but i i enjoyed it um i hope that you know they you know the the kind of lightheartedness and humor that they had in it um was good and it was fine i hope they don't overdo that um i think that really what you see from this trailer is you know some people are calling it damage control or whatnot but they're Directly showing things that people had issues with with Batman vs Superman. Um, obviously, one was that you know it wasn't you know there was no humor. So we've seen some of the humor. Um, the other is that like Bruce was you know at the end of his like it was just this you know completely torn down individual. You see a little bit of a different side to him. Right. Now. Yeah. I think um, everybody's complaining because this is a Batman who killed people. And Batman, yeah. It was like yeah. 19 people they killed. Yeah. You know, that he killed um, and so forth. And, you know, and that's fine, but 
you know, I know Batman, like, directly killed people in Batman or Superman, but I think if you think about all the Batman movies, he's indirectly probably, I'm not saying that that's okay, but, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, also, they seem to be making Aquaman a pretty big badass, and I know some oh, yeah. people are like, oh, well, you know, it's just Jason Momoa throwing people around. But at the same time, if you think about Aquaman, um, there's a couple things I need to do with them. One, if you have people outside of the comic book world, yeah, you know, Aquaman has a bad rap. Mm-hmm. So, but if you think of Aquaman at certain times, especially in the 90s when he did have the long hair and the hook for the arm and all that, um, and really Aquaman's character sometimes too, even in the new 52, like, I mean, he he's pretty straightforward about things. You know, right. if you think of the new 52 when the Justice League was forming and all that, there were times when Aquaman was like, listen, I, I should be the leader. Yeah, and definitely know, I mean, they've changed in the comic book genre. They've changed, you know, um, Arthur to be more of a leader, mm-hmm. you know, and being more of the, the king of Atlantis mm-hmm. and so forth instead of just a guy who talks to fish. Right. Okay? They, they're trying to, to, and they make fun of it too at the mm-hmm. end of the trailer. Yeah. You know, I hear, you, you know, you can talk to fish and so forth. But, you know, that Aquaman... I think is gone. I think mm-hmm. is you have this new age Aquaman coming in, the king of Atlantis, you know, being more or less a fighter than just a, you sure. know, a metahuman, if, whatever you want to call it. And I think definitely um, Jason Momoa, that was a great, great, to, to change the mm-hmm. outlook of Aquaman, that was a perfect casting development. Um, so, you know, this trailer kind of introduces us to Aquaman, to... Flash, we've already, you know, been introduced to Wonder Woman. We get a little bit, you know, clips here and there. And then last, you get Cyborg, mm-hmm. you know, Vic Stone. Um, so, um, what do you think about Ezra Miller as a Flash? Because I know that was like the big hot topic, you know, controversy when he was first cast that everybody thought Grant Gustin would just be the Flash. Yeah, and you know, I like... Grant Gustin and I obviously really like the Flash and so I was kind of I don't know I wasn't sure how it was going to be and then he wasn't necessarily the Barry, Barry Allen that like I was necessarily thinking of but from watching him in the trailer I, you know I, I, it seems like he'll he'll do a good job I still um think characteristic wise he seems more like an earlier Wally West to me. See, that's what I think. Than a Barry Allen. Um, but, you know, I think, I, th- I think, you know, maybe that's nitpicky. I don't know. But I, I think he'll do fine. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. think, yeah, I think Grant Gustin is Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. That, yes. that That kind of iconic character, for those who haven't read the comic book, so Barry Allen, you know, um, not even the first Flash, the second Flash, you know, because Jay Garrick is the first Flash. But the, mm-hmm. the second Flash, Barry Allen, was the guy who cared about everyone, mm-hmm. who was willing to sacrifice his life and put, you know, everything um, in, you know, everybody in front of him and do everything for everyone else and cared about feelings and so forth. Wally West was the jokester. Mm-hmm. Brought in, you know, after Infinity Crisis when... Uh, Barry Allen dies, you know, sacrifices his life as the Flash. We get introduced to Wally West, and Wally West is a more, you know, upbeat type of Flash, jokester, you know, and so forth. So if you told me that Ezra Miller was Wally West, and after seeing this trailer, I would have said, spot on, Mm -hmm. got it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I don't, it will, you know, I'm just being, like you said, nitpicky about it and so forth. I just, I grew up with one, you know, with one vision of, sure. you know, the Flash, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to see mo- more of him to see yeah. what it is. You know, the one real, you know, I, the only thing we really see is when he's, you know, uh, automatically joining the team before right, yeah. <laughs> Bruce even gets it out, which is funny, but like you said, that seems like it'd be more Wally West. Um, but, mm-hmm. y- you know, I think uh, the look, what I like the, the um, his costume. I think yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's a bit of a r- original mixed with some armor from New Day. It, it, there's a lot of different, you know. It, so here's my thought. I think he's already been to the future. I think he's built mm. this armor from the future. That's interesting. Because if it's in it, like, because we're, oh. you know, you know <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. we get, you know, we get to meet Barry when Bruce tries to recruit him, and it's in his, like, basement, you know, mm-hmm. kind of look like that's where he does his, you know, his work as the Flash and so forth. So, um, if you notice in the background, there's kind of a couple different um, uh, PC displays and so forth, monitors, and one kind of represents the time stream in a uh, black hole as, uh, aspect. So I'm wondering, has he already gone to the future? Has he already been, you know, you know, in a concept it, of going yeah. to, you know, going up against reverse flash or something like that, which causes him to update his armor. You know, in Batman v Superman, when we get a, um, a Barry Allen with a, a mustache and he's got the, um, the, uh, faceplate that kind of reveals himself and so forth. So that might be a little bit futuristic, too far in the future, Barry Allen. Um, That's a good point, though, because, you know, at first I just took it like, you know, he's kind of quirky and awkward, and that's why he, like, interrupts Bruce. Maybe he interrupts Bruce because he already knows that this team has to be formed. Right. You yeah, know? I mean, maybe, yeah. He's and already that's why he said it. that when he says, I need fr- friends, like, he maybe friends is in, like, help, you know what I mean? It just... But because of his kind of social awkwardness, yeah. like, you know, can't really play it off. But, yeah, yeah, maybe he is aware of this already. Yeah, because, I mean, we get in Batman v Superman. He's already messing with the time stream by mm-hmm. going back in time. And then, you know, warning Bruce about Lois Lane, you know, that she's the key and so forth. Um, then we get, after the introduction of Barry Allen with Bruce, we get Vic, who also, you know, it seems like this trailer was all about... Batman recruiting people and their interactions. So Vic uh, Stone is cyborg. You know, I thought it looked amazing. Um, you know. Yeah, you know, some people were. I mean, not not really complaining about, it, but some people were saying like, "Oh, it's not his costume doesn't look like bulky." And I, don't, I mean, I think it looks good. Yeah, um, you know, kind of the new age cyborg where it's it's a slim model, mm-hmm. but he can. It can morph. It's not like the old school uh, cyborg yeah. where it was just basically like Terminator style, one size fits all type deal. Um, so you know, um, we saw the beginnings of Vic becoming cyborg from mm. Batman v Superman in the the little clip where his body molds with one of the mother boxes um, left behind from Darkseid. So with that, you know the new 52 kind of took that in a new direction where now that he has control of a mother box or he's blended with yeah. it, that he can kind of form, you know, uh, whatever shape or size he wants to. Um, you know, we don't see a lot of wonder woman. We don't see anything of Superman, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So 
I wonder, because the image that came out from Comic-Con about Justice League showed Superman in there. Um, but this trailer made it a point not to show anything about Superman. And then the... Um, uh, the interviews that went on just a couple weeks ago where the reporters got sent to the movie set in London, they said that nothing was revealed about Superman, that all the pictures were taken down and so forth on the, um, on the boards and everything about anything to do with Superman was taken down. So the theories are starting to pop out. What Superman role in here? Is he the bad guy? Is he going to be the one controlled by Darkseid? Uh, when he's resurrected, or Steppenwolf, you know, who's, mm-hmm. who's supposedly the big, big bad guy in this film. You know, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I think that's going to play a large role into it, because, um, you know, in um, some of the comics, you know, Darkseid was trying to recruit Superman um, to be one of his generals. And then, <clears throat> really, if you if you tie that into Batman versus Superman with the nightmare um, sequence, I feel like, and then Flash coming back to warn him, I feel like that was a possibility of what could happen, this this apocalyptic aspect of Doomsday takes over, um, something happens to Lois, and Superman... Goes off the deep end. Exactly, and and does that. And, you know, I think, um, especially as in the comics, when Superman, after his death, and he, um, you know, finally comes back uh you know he's not quite the same originally and maybe part of it is you know you maybe you have steppenwolf um or dark side on one side and the justice league on the other side you know, t- trying to get superman back or maybe they are fighting superman to try and bring him you know d- back to to help them and you know superman maybe turns at the end to help right. them. you know um i think that's those are all possibilities um I, I that's going to play and i think it's going to link to batman versus superman to make that you know because some people i know are like well these dream sequences didn't make didn't make any sense and i think this may help it make more sense um or they have you know they have the opportunity to do that um obviously we know the mother boxes are going to play a role as well but yeah, I think uh, I, I think Superman is going to be have a pivotal role in that aspect. Yeah, I mean, it seems to me that there by not showing him in this trailer and by trying to make it seem like he has nothing to do with this forming this team. I know that like some people think, well, it's Batman's team, so you, if you have Superman involved, then it's automatically going to be Superman's team because mm-hmm. it's Superman. So you got to leave Superman out of this. Um, you know, he's part of the Trinity. You know, I yeah, mean, he is. Yeah. And um, it just, I, I, I think it's gonna be a battle for Superman. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be Steppenwolf or Darkseid versus this Justice League team, and it's Superman it's in, the in the middle. They're yeah. gonna, have, and you know, they've already kind of done this um, in the animated movies with Justice League War with the New Fifty Two, where. It kind of everybody bands together and starts fighting, and Darkseid gets control using the mother boxes of Superman, and then you know Batman and Superman go off and you know fight off, and finally gets control of Superman. So I'm wondering if that's what it's going to be. Is it's basically uh, a battle who can get the resurrected Superman? 
And then I think, you know, they, they could take that and Superman helps actually bring them together because when the Justice League first forms, you know, it's kind of like um, a team of, you know, you have a bunch of great players, but they just don't play well together. Right. You know, and, that, and that's what it is. You have these great warriors, but none of, they're all kind of doing their own thing because they're all used to doing their own thing. And then you put them together and it's, you know, uh, kind of unorganized and all over the place. Um, and... Yeah, you know, I think it has really good potential, especially if it goes um, that way. Because when at first I heard, like, oh, you know, the, the main villain's going to be, like, Steppenwolf. And I was kind of like, uh, okay, you know, I think I'm, you know. you got to be, a like, a, a, a not a hardcore comic fan, but you got to be a comic fan to know who Steppenwolf is. And, yeah. to, like, say, okay, that's who I want as my bad guy. Well, and especially because I think even if, you know, like, let's say it was Darkseid. I th- feel like if people were more likely to have seen a picture of Darkseid than Steppenwolf. You know what I mean? Um, I think they, they're going this route with Steppenwolf uh-huh. because with Thanos being the bad guy in, in uh-huh. the Infinity Wars yeah. for, for the, the next Avenger movies, if you look at it, Thanos and Darkseid look so similar. Yep. Purple yeah. skin, yep. you know, type... Th- or not purple skin, but like but yeah, purple cloaked, incorporated yeah. and like they're big, you know, massive guys, mm-hmm. aliens and so forth. That if you were to play a trailer yeah. right now, you know, with inf- uh, in was it Infinity Wars coming up, mm-hmm. that I think every, you know, non-comic fan would just, you know, say, oh, you're just copying Marvel. DC's just copying sure. Marvel. right. That's, isn't that just Thanos, you know, right. in a different outfit and so yeah. forth. That's, so. A good, that's a good call. But I think in order to make it, yeah, to, because I think having Superman in the middle actually keeps him more of the focus which i think is could be good too if they decide to go that route because that was you know another complaint that people had is that like superman you know hasn't been a focus in this and that you mm-hmm. know i think that's a good um a good way to do that one of the things that i don't know people have seemed to be getting bent out of shape about is um like aquaman and they're like oh aquaman's costume isn't good and i'm like it's never been good. I mean, that's like. I, I mean, I think uh, to tell you the truth, I think from at least what I've seen. I mean, obviously, there's not really anything from the trailer, but from what I've seen, whether it's um, you know, the toy that was uh released or um, you know, like some f- photos and whatnot. I th- I think it looks fine. You know, it looks like a kind of armor, um, that you know, Atlantean armor, and it's pays homage to some of the colors but like a dollar cent so it doesn't look ridiculous yeah. you know but like kind of like the green I mean look, I think it looks fine I don't know what out, you want yeah. like, I, you like if he was going to walk out in bright green and bright orange spandex there, there's no one that's going to go see that film so they had to make it armor and realistic and you're not going to get Jason Momoa to wear bright neon colors and so forth so those people are crazy thinking yeah. that the armor looks ridiculous um yeah you know so I, yeah I don't know I I think it's fine, <laughs> um, but you I know, mean, we'll, those are the same people that are criticizing Wonder Woman's costume isn't bright enough. You know, it's not bright red. It's not bright blue. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you know, can't ever really um, make them happy. But yeah, you know, I think it's it's good. So I think my my main question is, um, do you think at some point in this movie, I would guess near the end, but do you think? They will introduce Green Lantern, Green Lantern in some way. 
No, I don't, not in this one. I think in the next one they will because I think what... So if you think about it, all right? So we got introduced to Lex Luthor and Batman and V Superman. Mm-hmm. And Lex kind of already knew what was coming. The bell, you know, the, the whole end sequence of mm-hmm. the bells have been rung, ding, mm-hmm. ding. So I think not in this Justice League movie, but in the next one, which, you know, was dubbed originally part two. Now it's not. But I think what you're going to have is Justice League with Superman versus Steppenwolf, Dark Side, or maybe just Dark Side, Lex Luthor, Ares, um, and then, you know, um, maybe, you know, one other villain, maybe from Aquaman's world or something like that, or Green Lantern's world. And mm-hmm. that's where you'll see the Green Lantern Corps mm-hmm. being introduced. Um, you know, I. Because I in a lot of the promos that, you know, you kept seeing. The poster I would come out that says, like, Unite the Seven, Unite the Seven. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have five and then six. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of, I mean, they're alluding that it'll obviously eventually happen, but, you know, when and where does that happen? Um, you know, so I think that's the interesting thing is I wouldn't, you know, if there's, like, a, a hint to it or something like that, I think that could be. Mm-hmm. Interesting to throw in there a little Easter egg, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I think it'd be cool to get like maybe even just a little nod to it, but um, we'll see. You know, I mean, it has potential. I'm not, you know, with with the trailer, we're still not really sure what to expect. I mean, you right. know, we're still over a year away. So, and the interesting thing is, you know, when people talk about being damage control, I mean, I absolutely see that because if you think about it. At last year's Comic Con, the um, the teaser, there was the teaser for Batman vs Superman. Yeah, but it wasn't released. It was leaked, but it wasn't released. Right, Remember, it was just mm-hmm. Superman in the sky with the bat signal and Batman. Yeah, and then to have, you know, two minutes forty five seconds worth of a quote trailer trailer whatever you, know, you want to call it. like that. I mean, it's it was it was done. You know, for a reason, and I mean, I don't know. What do you think overall? Do you think? Do you think it, it has helped win some people back, or what do you? What yeah, do you I, it, some people definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the issue with Batman v Superman, or you know, like the 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 Zack Snyder approach to it, wasn't necessarily that it needed more humor, or lighthearted. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I got it. I understood. You know, the death and destruction of Metropolis is going to lead to some people mm-hmm. being pissed off. The issue was the villains. Um, Doomsday was mishandled, it mm-hmm. just or misused, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Jesse Eisenberg, who played Lex Luthor, did a bad job. But I just think that overall, it's that's what drives these movies is, you know, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get it right, it's no matter how good your superheroes are, what the movie looks like, what the tone is, whatever. The movie's gonna be, you know, is not gonna do well. You know, I mean, think think um, of the Dark Knight. You know, that's one that everybody does. So that's about, number one, like, Dark Knight with Heath Ledger. Yeah, I mean, you know, who? I mean, people don't, and not, nothing against like yeah. Christian Bale or anybody, but people don't remember it for Batman. Yeah, they remember so it for going just down the DC movies, the ones that are the best. So you go with Dark Knight being number one with mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. Not really anybody can top that. Then probably Batman eighty nine with Jack Nicholson, not Jack Nicholson's version mm-hmm. of the Joker. Um, then you go original Batman or not uh, original Superman with Christopher Reeves. 
Lex Luthor and Gene Hackman. With Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. Um, then let's see, you're talking, you know, it's it's it really gets a little dicey there. You could say the original General Zod, mm-hmm. you know, um, go uh, going there, um, the interpretation of um, what's his name, not from Dark Knight Rises who played Bane. Oh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. And still, you know, you know, I know people had their say about that, but still, though, it was an, an, an like intriguing, and in that you know what I mean. Look at Anne Hathaway's interpretation of Catwoman. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was so skeptical about it, mm-hmm. especially when the images came out mm-hmm. of you know photos came out of her. But then everybody kind of said she kind of knocked it out of the mm-hmm. park with that. Um, you know, the bad guys make it, and then you look at Marvel's universes where Loki was mm-hmm. what made the Avengers. You know, mm-hmm. Avengers two. You know, it was and good. I thought, yeah, but I thought, I think, I agree with that. I think Ultron wasn't great, though. No, yeah. he was, you know. So-so. Okay. And, um, you know, I think also that's a good point because I think that's why people are so excited about Suicide Squad. Right. It's the bad guys. You have all the bad guys. Everybody loves watching the bad guys. Mm-hmm. They love that, that kind of that atmosphere. And if you can get, if you can nail the bad guy, you've got it made. Yeah. And so... I'm hoping that the reason why we didn't see any of the, you know, bad guys in Justice League is that they're still working on it. They're still tweaking mm-hmm. some of the stuff, and yeah, that's I'm fine. sure there's going to be, especially because if, you know, in one of the, you know, edited out scenes from um, Batman vs. Superman, if that was indeed Steppenwolf at the end that they were yeah, talking it, about, uh-huh. um, then, you know, the, it's a large part of CGI, like all oh, CGI. Yeah. Um, so... You know, it's so early that they probably haven't even really touched on a lot of. No, they haven't even casted. Looking at the, um, at the casting credits and so forth, that there no one's been casted as Steppenwolf mm-hmm. or anything like that. Which I mean, they have time. If it's CGI, sure. oh, then yeah. all they need is voiceover uh, actors to come mm-hmm. in and, and play that, and the and then just take facial imprints and put it on the face, if or you know where the uh, speaking mm-hmm. tone and so forth to to match it up and everything like that. But so. You know, it was while it was great to see something from Justice League, kind of, you know, it's always great to see something coming out of the San Diego Comic Con. To me, um, it really, you know, what's going to make the the DC Universe get back on par with Marvel is the bad guy. And I think that's what Nolan did really well with the Dark Knight mm-hmm. series when you had Liam Neeson beat Ra's al Ghul, Heath Ledger play as... Um, Silly Murphy being yeah. Scarecrow as well. Oh, yeah. You know, that was really cool, yeah. And, you know, Tom Hardy playing Bane, Heath Ledger playing Joker. He, that's what Nolan was so great mm-hmm. at. You know, everybody always, oh, his Batman was was great. Was, is the villains, mm-hmm. the, the enemies. You know, they really, you know, w- were perfect for those movies. And why was Batman and Robin such a horrible movie? Yeah. Okay. The villains are so Oh, my bad. God. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger as so Mr. Bad. Freeze, you know, giving a pun out oh, every two minutes. Everything was everything. so bad. So... That's what, you know, it boils down to. You know, you look at the Iron Man trilogy, okay? So Iron Man number one was great. Mm-hmm. Who was the bad guy in Iron Man? It was Tony Stark himself. Yeah. He's yeah. Re- it's, it's a redemption story. You know, this guy who was basically a villain but thought mm-hmm. he was great and then realizes that he's giving, you know, you know military-grade weapons to, you know, terrorists. And so he's got to redeem himself. So it's that redemption story. So the villain becomes the good guy. And then you look at Iron Man 2 with Whiplash, you mm-hmm. know, and, well, and Iron Man 3 with that horrible twist of the Mandarin. Uh, didn't work out. So no. why and is Iron Man always considered the best? Is because 
the villain was Tony Stark himself. You know, you think about even the the Batman movies, you know, even the Joel Schumachers and the um, Tim Burton's, but, you know, I think we can all attest that Jack Nicholson was wonderful as a Joker. And then, you know, you get to Batman Returns, and why didn't, aside from it being dark and, you know, not necessarily everything Batman per se, but what do most people complain about with that? They'll usually say one thing was really good and one thing was over the top. They usually say that the penguin, they didn't get it right, you know, because he was too, like the, I don't know, black mucus or whatever you want to say coming out yeah, of Yeah, I think, you know, and, and the, I, I think, thought it was, you know, whatever. I, I think fun, it was but, like Tim Burton-ish, sure, you know, trying sure. to put his little stamp on But the one they say was always amazing, Michelle Pfeiffer's cat. Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's, you got to get the villain right. Um, and, you know, I think, uh. I think that Why is Star Wars so great? The original trilogy, oh, yeah. Darth Vader. Maybe. You know, Absolutely. then you have the prequels, and everybody craps on him. Well, it's because you didn't have. If you kept Darth Maul alive and didn't exactly. kill him, what was the redeeming quality of Phantom Menace? Yeah, Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Yeah, everybody loves Darth Maul. If George Lucas hadn't killed Darth Maul and made him the bad guy mm-hmm. from the fir- for the first trilogies, still yeah. probably would have been. Uh, but not as bad. Right, yeah. right, absolutely. No, I completely agree with that. Oh, you got to get the villain. And so, yep. did this trailer do a lot for me? It, I'm kind of uh, okay with it. You mm-hmm. know, um, I like you know the the Flash. I like you know Vic Stone as Cyborg. I think Jason Momoa as Aquaman is gonna. I think his I think his Aquaman is gonna be unbelievable I, when his his standalone yeah. movie. I oh yeah I still I want to see what they're gonna do with that especially because you know I know people complained about in Batman for Superman like yeah he was underwater this and that but especially everything from um who's the is it James Wan James Wan yeah James Wan um from everything that he said you know he he sounds like he's gonna have have fun with it but do a good job with it he's already oh, yeah. talked about like what he wants to do with it and how he's gonna do it and you know a lot of it is obviously going to be um, green screen, but then they're going to CGI uh, his hair to look, their, their hair to look more like it's like floating in water and whatnot. But um, yeah, I really think they can do a lot with that. I'm excited for that. And I want to see what they do with it. I, I really want them to explore the powers that Aquaman has that they're, that a lot of people don't know. You know, I mean, cause, I mean, really, he, I, he has superhuman strength. You know, he is He's like bulletproof. bulletproof. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. of his, his uh, Thick skin. skin. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a, a lot of great ways that they can go with it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see what they do there. Yeah. So let us know your thoughts. What did you think about Wonder Woman? What did you think about Justice League? Uh, we're going to dive into a couple more other trailers. We still um, make sure to check out our other trailer breakdowns from San Diego Comic-Con. Um, keep listening to us. We're back on a regular routine schedule now. We didn't want to come out with a podcast pre Comic Con and then have to change everything after Comic Con. Mm-hmm. So um, make sure to check us out on lrmonline.com. Uh, check us out on iTunes, on SoundCloud. Let us know what you want us to cover more of. We're trying to get more, um, more of a fan base following. You know, so make sure to let us know what you want us to cover.